Geriatric assessment, you've been looking at this in, in oncology. What was the big issue that you were facing here that you felt needed investigating? Yeah, so I, I'm a geriatric oncologist, and there's very few of us that are duly trained. So I take care of older patients, and I've learned how to do that through geriatrics training. And in oncology, we learn how to take care of patients with cancer. What we found as a geriatric oncology community is integrating those two specialties are important because older patients with cancer have more than just cancer going on. They have other issues that they care about. And so if an oncologist is going to meet an older patient and think about treatment for cancer, especially in the palliative setting for advanced cancer, understanding those other issues are important. What have been the disadvantages in numerical terms and in outcome terms of not doing this up to now? So um, I think, well, I don't think, I think what really happens is oncologists use data to drive their decisions, much of what's been described at ASCO in phase three clinical trials. These patients aren't enrolled in phase three clinical trials. They're older, they have comorbidity, they have disability, they're frail, yet they are prevalent in our community and oncologists are faced every day in shared decision-making issues with patients and caregivers about what to do. So what oncologists do, I think, is use data and they use age, comorbidity, and kind of how the patient looks to make decisions. If you don't use geriatric assessment, what happens is someone's gestalt about what to do with that patient in terms of treatment or providing treatment is different than another person's. So older patients are at risk of over-treatment um, because of our clinical trials. So someone who's frail gets three chemotherapy agents because that's what the evidence shows is the right thing to do, but that kind of patient wasn't in a clinical trial or under-treatment. Well, that patient's old and has not fit into the trial, so we shouldn't do anything. And there's and you see this big variation in care provided. A geriatric assessment is standard, so it can standardize that kind of approach to an older patient. Now you did something called a cluster randomized controlled Mm -hmm. trial. Can you tell me what that is and what the aim was? Yep. So cluster randomized controlled trial is different than a standard randomized controlled trial in that rather than patient level randomization, we randomized practice sites. So in this um, study, we randomized oncology practice sites. The reason we do that is it's a model of care intervention. So there's a higher level of um, uh, in quality with cluster randomization. For example, say you're a physician and if we were doing patient randomization, you have one patient that comes in who's in your intervention. You do the geriatric assessment with that patient. The next patient is randomized to control. You kind of already know about geriatric assessment and what those interventions are, and you kind of think the patient liked it. So then you might do that for your control patient naturally as part of clinical care because we're sort of teaching them geriatric assessment and what to do. So if you cluster randomize and you separate the intervention from the controls, it, there's not a, um, a practice uh, or a, a physician adopting that model for their control patients. And for models of care, that's very important to decrease bias. Right, so mm-hmm. it's, it's a way of, uh, of, of getting uh, uh, the overlap between these groups uh, eliminated and having a truly independent cohort Correct. for the control study. Correct, exactly.
What did you, in fact, find in your study? So this was this study was funded by the Patient-Centered Outcomes Research Institute as well as the NCI, and the focus of PCORI is really patient-centered outcomes. So the outcomes that we chose were really driven by the patients in our clinic who told us what they cared about, as well as an older patient and caregiver advisory board called Scoreboard. They informed our outcomes. So what patients and caregivers told us was they really cared about communication. These are the things that come up in their mind. They're not sure how to address them. They want to talk about it with their oncologist. They want to know if treatment will affect cognition, fall risk, independence, and yet it doesn't come up because it's so busy and it's hard to do. And so we use communication as our primary aim because of that. So communication is a big thing that you wanted to look into? Correct. Between doctor and patient? Because patients told us that was important to them. Right. Now, could you give me an example of some of these age-related concerns that have floated to the top as being important? Yep. So examples of age-related concerns are things like how will cancer treatment affect my blood pressure? How will cancer treatment affect my heart disease? I'm already taking eight medications. You're prescribing two more medications as supportive care for this chemotherapy I'm gonna get. Will it interact with my other medicines? Mom is not taking her medications correctly at home. How can we make sure that that is better? Or my father has memory problems. Will treatment make that worse? Or Or I'm taking care of my husband who has a lot of physical issues. I'm 70, he's 75. If I get cancer treatment, am I going to still be able to do that? These are things that older people care about, right? Um, I hear all the time in our clinics, you know, uh, can I stay in my home? You know, we don't have outcomes like that in our clinical trials, so I don't know what to tell my patients. But these are things that are important to discuss because it might affect decision-making and it might affect outcomes. What indeed were the endpoints that you were looking at and analyzing? Yep, so after geriatric assessment was done for all patients in the intervention sites, the the oncologist got a summary and a list of recommendations. They had complete control over what they did with that summary and recommendations. Um, and they could have used it, they could have thrown it in the garbage, or they could have taken it and used it in the, in the clinic en- encounter. Um, what we looked at was, oh, after the geriatric assessment was done and the intervention was done at that, um, in the intervention sites, we audio recorded one clinic visit in both arms. We transcribe that and we use coders, people, to look at the transcriptions with high reliability to see what was discussed, whether those discussions were high quality, and whether interventions were discussed. That was our primary aim. We also looked at satisfaction with that clinical encounter seven days later using validated tools. And you've got quite a striking number. There was almost twice as improved an outcome. Explain that, would you? Yep. So there were more discussions in the geriatric assessment intervention arm, um, about 7.7 on average compared to 4.2 on average. This was highly statistically significant. In addition, it wasn't just talked about. The doctors actually probed more. They had conversations that were meaningful. They had higher quality conversations. And they also did something about it, at least said they would. They said, well, you're having functional impairment. Let's employ physical therapy. Or your memory is sort of um, 
we're, I'm recognizing that you have memory impairment. Let's talk about safety of treatment. Let's get some help in the home. So they talked about that more um, and had higher quality and more interventions discussed. And how indeed do you do this? Do you have to get in a geriatrician to do it for you? No. So, so in the United States, there are very few geriatricians and palliative care doctors. So we really need to educate oncologists. The fastest growing subgroup of our population with cancer are those age 70 and over. We need to train our oncologists to be able to pay attention to age-related issues. And so we are developing programs to um, um, implement geriatric assessment and practices. There was a recent ASCO guideline that was published just two weeks ago, I'm first author, that um, demonstrated practical ways to integrate geriatric assessment into practice. And so this shows why to do it, but that shows how to do it. So what are the overall clinical implications, would you say? I would say if we are concerned about providing high-value care to older patients, we have to recognize that older patients and their caregivers care about these kinds of concerns and not neglect them when we're talking about uh, cancer and their treatment. In and of that self, that's a very important finding and we need to continue to see how things can, other kinds of outcomes from geriatric assessment. What are the tools that are available? Are there protocols, lists, and guidelines? So the ASCO guideline lists all of, um, is not exactly what I did because I did a research geriatric assessment where I'm collecting everything like researchers do. But if you're an oncologist or a patient and caregiver and say, we want geriatric assessment, we pick the most important domains, the most important tools, and the most important interventions, and we put that in the ASCO guidelines. So we can say, this is what you're supposed to be doing and is what's most important. And it's a matter of having um, an advocate in the clinic, some organization. The doctor does not have to do all of this him or herself. Uh, My staff does it for me. Um, They send out the, the surveys ahead of my new patient appointments. The patient brings it in. I sit down at the computer. I look at the cancer information. They conduct the test. It takes them a couple minutes. I have all the information right there before I go into the room. I just talk about it, and that's what happened in these clinical trials. The doctor just got the information. They didn't actually have to do the assessment themselves. We can train anyone in the practice to do it. And so if you were to summarize in 10 or 15 seconds what the clinical top bottom line take-home message might be, what would that be? So geriatric assessment is known to identify patients at highest risk for adverse outcomes, older patients with cancer, at highest risk for adverse outcomes. We think we can improve care delivery with geriatric assessment for older patients with cancer and their caregivers by improving communication about age-related health concerns if geriatric assessment is used.